Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm John McElroy and here's the news. The UAW wants to organize Volkswagen's plant in Tennessee, but it's not going to get any help from German Union IG Metall. According to Reuters, the German Union is in favor of U.S. workers joining the UAW, but it's not going to do any lobbying to help the UAW. Instead, if workers reject the UAW, IG Metall says it would help form a lobbying group to represent employees, but it did not explain what that might entail. Earlier this week, Fiat and Mazda announced a partnership to develop a sports car, and now we've learned the Alfa Romeo version will be a successor to the iconic Duetto Spider. Also, Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchionne says he's ready to expand that tie-up and is willing to build Mazdas anywhere in the world, including in Chrysler plants. One way Nissan is getting a best-in-class 38 MPG highway mileage in the new Altima is by gearing it way down with its CVT. At Nissan's Proving Grounds, we found that at 100 miles an hour, the four-cylinder version was only turning 2,500 RPM, while the V6 was only at 2,600. At 70 miles an hour, each engine was about 1,000 RPM slower, and that is a key way to getting terrific highway fuel economy. On AutoLine After Hours last night, Craig Byerly, the marketing manager for Buick, said one reason why GM kept Buick but dumped Pontiac is that in focus groups with people who drove competitive products, those people would openly make fun of those who drove Pontiacs, but they would not criticize people who drove Buicks. That's because most of them had loved ones, a father, a grandmother, or an aunt or uncle who drove a Buick. He says that's when they realized they would have far more potential saving the Buick brand, and Pontiac got the boot. Chrysler's Super Bowl ad from last year, the one with rapper Eminem, hit the auto industry like the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. It blew everything away, including the competition. The unforgettable TV spot kicked off the brands imported from Detroit tagline, which just won a grand Effie, which is the top award in the advertising business for the most effective advertising. Congratulations, Chrysler. Everyone is predicting a big sales increase in the American market for May. Look for a 20% jump with the SAR hitting around 14.3 million units, and that's up from just 11.8 million last year. But Bank of America Merrill Lynch points out that last May was the first time we started to feel the post-tsunami inventory shortages from Japanese automakers. Now that inventory is back to normal, we should not read too much into the big sales increase. On AutoLine this week, we dive into the topic of product litigation. Automakers sure face a lot of lawsuits. Some are legitimate, but many are not. So how should an automaker determine whether it should settle or whether it should fight? Here's a clip from that show. But, but Fred, uh, here's one thing I wanted to ask you is, 
how do you advise your clients when to settle or when to fight all the way? Because we see some of these lawsuits that are massively big settlements against car companies or even suppliers, but then in appeal, when they're no longer in front of a jury, they get whacked down to next to nothing in many cases. How do you advise your clients whether to fight it or just say, look, pay them off? Well, it always uh, depends on a variety of factors, such as where, what your venue is, and whether it's a hostile venue to automakers or not. Uh, the uh, validity wait, of wait, 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 hostile venue. You mean judges or counties that are historically judicial against? There is a list the American Bar Association publishes every year of judicial hellholes. They call them, and it's it's where defendants, corporate defendants, don't get a fair shake, and that is a problem because it can increase the settlement value of a case regardless of the validity of the claims. But uh, the uh, extent of the uh, potential damages, the exposure. But the primary issue that I see with uh, representing uh, manufacturers as opposed to insurance companies is uh, whether the product is truly has a problem or not, or whether it's defective. I find with manufacturers, they are willing to go to the mat and defend these cases and try cases in very tough venues with very sympathetic plaintiffs. You get some very severe injuries in car crashes. Where insurance companies, it's a financial decision, it's based on their premiums. With manufacturers, there's a real point of pride. You're, you're mm -hmm. saying that we, we messed up on these cars that we drive our own families in, and, and they'll, they'll go to the mat and they'll go and defend them. And so it's a, it's a different analysis when you're dealing with the manufacturer of a product who's being sued versus an insurance company. No question. I've seen cases where a car company will spend more defending a case than they would to settle it just because it, they know it's not their vehicle and they're not going to pretend otherwise. I'm Andrew Justice on the Miracle Mile here in Los Angeles at the corner of all things art and automotive. That story coming right up. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. We're here on a stretch of Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles that is all about art. To my left, you have the Peterson Automotive Museum, home of countless examples of legendary automotive art. Over my right shoulder, you have the L.A. County Art Museum, home of more traditional works of art, paintings and sculptures and whatnot. So it would only seem natural that Cadillac, whose design mantra is art and science, would choose this area to unveil its new large sedan, the XTS. XTS represents a bridge for us because we know that we've loaded it with the features and the attributes that will appeal to our current owners. It's not a DTS or an STS replacement, but in the places that it really counts, in the attributes that those customers really want, spaciousness in the rear seat, trunk space, 18 cubic feet, for instance, we know it will satisfy those customers. But the other thing that XTS does for us is it redefines the formula for large luxury. We do that through a dramatically stunning design that represents the next evolution of Cadillac's art and science design vocabulary. We do it through performance that's both confident and composed. It's no longer floaty-boaty. It's very tight, it's very nimble, and it's also very fun to drive. Attributes that you wouldn't necessarily expect in a vehicle of this size. Once you've gotten into the XTS, it becomes obvious Cadillac's efforts at making this car not only suitable to be driven around in, but fun to drive. We really didn't hold anything back uh, with the suspension design, with uh, all of our chassis components. Uh, we were able to throw in the magnetic ride control, 
which is an excellent system to allow a smooth, luxurious ride when you're just cruising down the highway nice and straight, but then it affords you the, um, the performance to be able to get great steering, uh, very precise, very confident feeling uh, in the turns if you want it to be you know, a bit more of a, of a driver's car. So it's, um, uh, we've coupled the magnetic ride control with the Hyperstrut technology, um, which is a fantastic variation on the McPherson strut. Um, it uh, essentially eliminates torque steer. It uh, decreases spindle length, so it uh, makes the car less sensitive to uh, irregularities in the road, uh, gives you a, a great uh, you know, precision uh, steering feel, and uh, also will um, keep the car less sensitive from irregularities in, in the tire and wheel as well. We're here at the end of the seventh ray in Topeka Canyon, California, an old hippie commune. Certainly not anywhere you'd expect to see a car like the 2013 XTS, but after a long day of driving, here we are. And I have a few initial impressions for you about this car. It's especially at home in the countryside, taking corners at speed and driving down the open road. But sometimes in the city, it can feel a little bit disconnected, especially the steering. The A-pillars as well sort of block your view when you're trying to make a turn. But I'll have a much deeper analysis in a few weeks. But until then, I'm Andrew Justice for AutoLine Daily in Topeka Canyon, California. Thanks for that report, Andrew. And that wraps up this week's reports on the automotive industry. For those of our audience who live in the United States, have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we will see all of you back here next Tuesday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.